Welcome to the Movie Babies. I'm Devin. I'm Sean. And this is the Trailer Review Show. We're talking trailers. We're talking short little commercials for movies. That we just expand into... 40-minute conversations about anything but... We did a good job this time, I think. We get real. We talked about topics. Topics we know nothing about. Yes, topics we have no informed opinion basis to, like, use. But we sure do act like we do. Or we kind of just spout nonsense and fill up time. Kind of like what we're doing right now in this intro. <laughs> we just went through a list of, like, 20 potential, like, things that are happening in the world that we could talk about. No interest in any of them. Just bored with the world. Yeah. I'm going to go to what's probably going to be a standard question now that I don't live with you. Mm-hmm. What have you been up to lately? It's just swack. Is it? it still summer vacation where you live? Still summer vacation. Going to start my next semester of grad school. Fuck that. I know. It's awful. Yeah. If you're listening, don't go to school, kids. Stay out of school. I'm the opposite of Mr. T. Mm-hmm. Hey, fool, don't go to school. <laughs> Sucks up all your time. <laughs> so you're not going to be watching very many movies it's come the fall. Did I tell you I saw Atomic Blonde? I saw Atomic Blonde, and I think I was into it. I think I was. It's very, very, very convoluted, like, story-wise. Oh, okay. There's some, like, espionage shit in it that I'm like, say what? Like, I'm gonna have to watch that a couple more times to get who they think they're talking about, or, like... So they took, like, Tinker Taylor's Soldier Spy, and, like, this movie is perfect. If only there was more, like, whip action. Yeah, if only you didn't understand it even more, and then got to see Charlize Theron's nipples a couple times. Like, that's the formula there. That's my kind of movie. Yeah. The action's cool. They do the thing that's probably getting really annoying by this point in action mm-hmm. movies where they try to make the big set piece fight scene a one but you know it's not. Oh, the one shot. Yeah, like... And then there's, like, a guy gets thrown across the lens, and you're like, we know you that's cut right there. It. Yeah. Now, they do a pretty decent job of masking... Most of them, to like, to like the casual viewer, you're not going to really be thinking about them at all. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for them, you see them. But they do a fun thing that I have yet to see. Hopefully this doesn't seem spoily. It's not story spoily, but if you don't want to know a cool thing that happens in a movie, shut your ears. And also, probably don't listen to our show yeah. because that's what trailers are. Right. Cool things that happen in the movie. <laughs> exactly. They sprinkle a little flavor on their one by having battle damage occur on the characters' faces throughout the fight. Oh. So, like, bruises or, like, initial contact points, like, that turn into little cuts, like, to swell up and turn into bruises. By That's the end cool. of the fight scene, which goes on for, like, seven minutes or something like that, they're, like, visibly all make up. They're all fucked up. They uh-huh. look like they've really been in a brawl where there's, like, swelling and contusion and, like, serious battle damage. So that part I was like, oh, that's a fun little Love way. That. It's a, it's details, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's expanding upon the thing you've already seen with, like, a little spice. So I dug that. The music was a little bit, like, over the head. Everything you heard in the trailer, you hear, like every variation thereof of that type of thing. You like gothy 80s synth music? Here it is. I'm not sure all of it was period appropriate, but we're doing it anyway. How does it rank with, like, the John Wicks and the James Bonds of the world? It's John Chick, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. The uh, fighting-wise. Like, it's a lot of the same type of fighting. There's gun-fu going on. There's a lot of just really brutal, like, stabbings. But then the person doesn't go down. They're still trying to stagger around and fight. And, like, Mm -hmm. it's good to the last drop fighting, you know? 
my blue apron is here. Oh. <laughs> that's good, because I've been starving all well, week. <laughs> that's the only food. You just wait yeah. by the door. That's our spinoff show. It's just like, what did I get at Blue Apron? Oh, it's a Blue week. Apron Review unboxing mm-hmm. show. And it's just you, well, now I'm taking two cups of sugar mm-hmm. and one tablespoon of... Now I'm putting in another pinch of salt because every time you add an ingredient, you have to then put in two pinches of salt. They are so, so, like, sodium-dependent, these meals. Yeah, well, learning about cooking is basically cheating. It's, like, basically doing your math homework with a calculator. Yeah. Oh, this food tastes good. It's like, yeah, can I put salt on it? Yeah. That's all you gotta do. salt and sugar and butter. Like, I might as well just take a carrot stick and just lick it and then fun dip it into some sugar and salt yeah, combo. And you, and you go, you know what? Vegetables aren't too bad. <laughs> They're pretty fucking good, especially when you wash them down with a Pepsi. Speaking of washing it down with a Pepsi, mm-hmm. where are you going with These this? trailers... <laughs> yeah, follow that line of logic, if you will. <laughs> Coke products at the theater, so yeah, yeah. you're not getting any leverage there. These trailers are... The choice of the new generation. Yeah, there we go. Spice Girls were Pepsi, right? That's oh, who yeah. they backed? Michael Jackson was Pepsi. Michael Jackson was Pepsi. Who's winning this war? Pepsi, obviously. Clearly, like, star power-wise. I was always a Coke guy, but apparently, yeah, celebrities are... Except for Grant Hill, he drinks Sprite. <laughs> and and Lil Penny yeah, Hardaway. <laughs> Alfred, uh, what's his name? Not Alfred. Anthony Hardaway. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Little Penny, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and That was Memory Corner. Yeah. This is welcome to our brains. <laughs> Today we reviewed The Mountain Between Us. Mm-hmm. Newly penned genre of romantic thriller, romantic survival film. Romance disaster film. I like that even better. Because romance, as we know, is a fucking disaster from the jump. Who needs it? I mean, all of us, but that's why it's a disaster. <laughs> that's where it gets troublesome. Yeah. I think if we take the advice of that trailer, we should just stay put. Just stay single in the snow and die with a dog eating our face. <laughs> That'll be funnier after you hear the episode. <laughs> and actually, now that I think about it, no, it won't. Uh, we also reviewed the new Disney Pixar amalgamation. Their vines and twines are all mm-hmm. intertwined now. And they're producing just sporadic, culturally appropriated, uh, animated flicks now. Look, Pixar's going to save the world. Okay, prove just, it. Just like Pepsi did in that commercial. Oh, that's right. right. Pixar's going to bring in the racists. Oh, they're going to like be the saving grace for the alt-right. Like They'll, mm-hmm. they'll stop marching and eventually just plop down with one of these films and be like, oh, oh, I guess Mexicans are awesome. They have really cool after parties. You know what? I'm going to put on some face paint. I'm going to wear a luchador's mask. I'm going to rush right outside and embrace my new love for this Yay! culture. Yeah! And then yeah! someone's going to fucking shut me down. <laughs> and then I'm going to double down on my hate. Yeah. Pitchforks in the street. <laughs> but made in Mexico. Yeah, he's like, I'm confused. Pixar said this is okay. Mm. I, are we worth saving? Yes. The answer is yes. I mean, right? who else you got? The That's animals. A- just let the animals run it. Just 12 monkeys this. If we could talk with the animals, just imagine it. Talking to a chimp or chimpanzee. We could lie with a zebra. Race with a cheetah. I would be a hippopotamus. That's great. Solved it. I actually had to do a solo of that song. 
for like, a, for like grade school. Oh, like okay. tried out to like do the solo for that song. Yeah. Did not get it. Hmm. Look at me now, music teacher. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm on I'm international singing mm-hmm. the solo. Well done. Your stage is much broader than fucking regional theater. Thank you very much. <laughs> do you know who you who you lost out to? Was there like it's a every, rivalry? Yeah, just everybody. But was there some kid that was like, oh of course they fucking got it. You don't remember. Everybody. Everybody moshed on you. Everybody else in the school got to sing the <laughs> they solo. All got to do the solo. Except for you. And then they're like, ooh, Devin, um, can you go be a tree over here? It's like, it's not a, it's a choir. It's not a play. And no, 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 be no. a tree out in the parking lot while we have rehearsal for the show. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of theater, mm-hmm. that ties in with our celebrity guest. She's a theater? She does drama at the local kids' theater. True. Celebrity guest Renata Gutierrez is here. I'm pronouncing her last name wrong. It's okay. I can't pronounce any of her name. <laughs> How did you guys interact when you called her up about doing the show? I was just like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Good call. Good call. <laughs> I'm just, people just think I'm really polite. It's yeah. really just I can't pronounce names, so I just... Well, it's not fair to us because, you know, we inter- are introduced by people on a first-name basis. That's mm-hmm. the name we use for them when we interact with them in real life. And most of the times we don't because we're not like movies, like characters in movies where we just like, Devin, let me tell you this thing. Like, yeah. it's like dude and, you know, homie and like shorthand and like get shit done. So when I have to like pronounce my friend's last names, I always stumble over them because I never have to say them. That's how my brain works. Like, it's probably like an actual disability. I, I haven't looked it I haven't looked it up. Like, like, like. <laughs> Brad Pitt's publicist claims he has, like, face blindness, so that's why he doesn't, like, recognize people in the streets. Yeah, and yeah, And yeah. I can't, like, pronounce people's last names. I, like, if I read, like, I'll read something in my head, and when I say it, it'll be different. Yeah. I know I mispronounced her name when I introduced her in, to her face as well, and she was so polite to not correct me. Because she's, like, she's better than us. Yeah. Why is she on this show? I don't know. So we can aspire to be as cool as Renata. I think that's what it is. Yeah. All right. Well... With that in mind, yes. you be the judge, dear viewer. She's our mountain between us. <laughs> Here's the show. I have an emergency surgery to perform in Baltimore. I'll fly wherever I have to tonight to get there for tomorrow morning. Can you help me? Sir, I think we may have the same problem. I have an idea. So what's the rush? I'm getting married tomorrow. Oh, congratulations. No, no, it's, it's we're not. We just snapped. So what took you to Idaho? Medical conference. Are you a journalist? Mm-hmm. I would explain the questions. Oh, you know it's an intro battle. <laughs> Idris Ilba is a Baltimore surgeon who has run a little flight plan into Kate Winslet, a bride-to-be journalist with a sassy side. When they go down on a mountain, they really go down on the mountain. <laughs> is that a sex joke? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like it. Find out if they can heat up all this snow. <laughs> In the mountain between us, which is a reference to his dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the metaphor. Rated PG-13. We were talking uh, off podcast about what's the metaphor of the mountain between us. I just told you. It could be the dick. (laughs) Could be. They do do it on the mountain. Uh That's obvious, right? We're all in agreement. (laughs) They're going to fuck on this mountain. Sure. Well, for survival. 
At the very least, they've got to stay warm. Just to keep warm. (laughs) So in the mountain between them is her baby hump. The little baby oh, belly. Baby belly. Hmm. We just watched... What did we just the watch? The Mountain Between Us. Right. Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. E... You're doing great. Oh, buh. Uh-huh. Sure. He's in everything. Yeah. You'd think you would know his name by now with how prominently he's featured in most I know what he looks like. That looks like a handsome-ass man. Yeah. What he looks like. Is there anyone else you'd want to be stranded with than that dude? Bear Grylls. I mean... Someone with survival skills. Yeah. He does I mean, seem to be a little bit like, hey, let's just hunker down and like not go venture out. Like, I'd rather just sit here and wait for the rescue team. He's not team. a risk taker. Yeah. That's what she... She calls him out. She accuses him of, yeah. But that is what you're supposed to do, right? I, stay put? Stay put. That's like rule number one. It is rule number one when you get lost. Stay put. It's it's like the first rule that goes out the window, though, if you want to have any type of narrative thrust in your movie. <laughs> like, if you stay put, you never cross any thresholds. I would love... And then they died on the mountain. How romantic. <laughs> the end. We're joined today by a cinema legend about Bellingham <laughs> with roots deeply infused underneath the film is truth lot a passion for that which is excellent uh filmmaking and very knowledgeable about all things movie related renata guitarez is here thank you she's finally here here i am thanks for having me let's let's hear from renata (laughs) about what you took away from this trailer. What's going on here? Did you choose this one? Was this I did this choose this choice? one, yeah. Awesome. I chose it because I'm hoping that it can be the star vehicle that Idris Elba deserves. Mm-hmm. I feel like he is in everything. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not really being given anything good to do. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, since The Wire, and he emerged as this great tour de force, um, slash he's super sexy... In, like, a really old-fashioned, you know, Humphrey Bogart kind of way that you don't see anymore. And he hasn't really been given that romance action-adventure vehicle that, you know, we keep talking about him being Bond. We all know now that's not going to happen. So I'm stoked about this movie because I think it could be a jumping-off point for better things for him. You think he gets to flex a little romantic chops, a little Mm -hmm. uh, action chops, a little against-type chops a little bit? Yeah, exactly. A little against-type chops. I mean, already from the intro... He's a hot doctor. That's cool. He's going to Baltimore. Interesting enough. Uh-huh, yeah, that is interesting. Going back to Baltimore. Back to Baltimore. Stringer. He is so fucking handsome. Like, th- now that you say the <laughs> Bogart thing, it's his, like, little kind of squint thing. Like, when he's looking at the ticket purchaser at the... Right, at the airline counter. I can't even think of words because I'm just so thinking of him, sexy. like, squinting and being like, <laughs> you know, that dude has fucking got it. And could get it. So he's a surgeon. Mm-hmm. He's going to a medical conference, or uh, he's he going has a surgery. He okay. says. I was confused because he <laughs> gave two surgery. reasons. He's got to save a life. Okay. And he's willing to fly somewhere else tonight if he can get to Baltimore. Is this tomorrow. written before the whole plane controversy where the doctor? Remember that where the they wanted the doctor to get off the plane and oh, he refused, yeah. the and then they beat him up and dragged him off. Jesus, Three, this was probably filmed that? before then. Okay, because yeah. it's edited at least the script floating around right. prior to that. I hope that was the last minute change though. Like, was it making a doctor? Was <laughs> <laughs> cash in on this controversy? Doctor, I think it's really... interesting that they make airline like travel desperation the sort of backdrop of all that because it's very mm. universal at this point. Like, we've all been. There, where we're like, 
I need to fucking get there. Yeah, I need to what save What are life. you going to do? Yeah, and he's got to save a life. I have a surgery to go to. <laughs> um, the, the last time I was in a travel panic was not that long ago. It was last week, and mm-hmm. I was trying to catch a ferry to connect to a bolt bus mm-hmm. to get back to Bellingham. And the ferry I was on got commandeered by the Coast Guard because Whoa. a plane had gone down. Not unlike this film, mm-hmm. in West oh. Seattle, in the water, huh. and the Coast Guard's like, you're the nearest vessel, it's your obligation to, like, circle the perimeter and just, like, see if anybody look for bobs up, yeah. or if any wreckage happens and everything. Wow. So we were, like, just doing donuts uh, in <laughs> the passage there for, like, an hour until the Coast Guard's like, nah, you're good, we found them. They swam to shore, they were all oh. good. Oh. Yeah. They didn't so they stay didn't put. stay put. No. no. Oh, now, now so I you don't can't know. stay put if you're drowning. That's not a good... <laughs> That's not a good thing. I'm, so yeah. I'm so confused about this rule now. <laughs> For an hour. <laughs> it's like with bears. I'm really terrified of bears, but only because I'm so confused by the rules. Because mm-hmm. some bears, you're supposed to look big and fight back. Mm-hmm. But others, you're supposed to play dead. Yeah. Those are two very extreme differences. <laughs> you got to know what type of bear you're up against. Yeah. If it's a care bear... You gotta just stare it down. <laughs> just give it, give it love. Care bear stare. That's where that term comes from. This movie was is described as a romance disaster film. Oh, I like See, that as a cross pollination. I like that too. It's great. Damn. I don't even really like romances very often, but maybe it's just Idris. Yeah. So, what's our Kate Winslet feelings? She is. Getting married, and well, those are the f- those are the facts of her character. What do? How do you feel about her as an actress? She has. I like her. Yeah, blonde uh, brown hair. <laughs> that is her. also a true trait. I don't think I've seen her in anything in a long time, though. Yeah. Uh, what has she been doing? Do we know? Let's just, look it up. Just floating yeah, on that Titanic money. I know. I'm trying to think. Like I know I've seen her in something. Okay, this is movies that she's been in. Oh God. It's bad that we don't have these at the tip of our tongue. She's won, like, multiple Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah, right? apparently she's she an Academy Award winner. Oh, that was Revolutionary Road. The Reader. Mm-hmm. Eternal mm-hmm. Sunshine. Right. Oh, yeah. Finding Neverland. <laughs> what has she done for me lately? <laughs> Finding Neverland? I didn't see that. Collateral uh. Beauty. Oh, Collateral Beauty was the last one I saw, or the Will Smith one, where oh, okay. it's, they're like ghosts or something. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so she's being misused. In her, le- in her twilight years of like mm-hmm. being still a perfectly usable actress, mm-hmm. they're like already cramming her and like, all right, Grandma, you can be <laughs> in the background of this shot. But she's back. Uh, she gets a, she gets a leading lady role yeah. as kind of a little bit of attitude, mm-hmm. kind of journalist bride-to-be. She's kind of got a little bridezilla going on. she got to get to the wedding. She's pushy. They're making her pushy. Yeah. Yeah. Fair trait. You know, you got to get married. But is she marrying the right guy? I think that's Ooh. what we need to... That is the question, especially when Bo Bridges automatically assumes that they're together. Maybe that's... Huh? Yeah. Huh? Hell no. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so making a mistake. This sets up a pretty good arc, you know. If you there's like that there's that like New York Times like 36 questions that you're supposed to ask a stranger to see if you can fall in love with. Yes, them. I yeah. saw that. Mm-hmm. Me and Devin, we need to do this at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it? Could it also be said that if you survive some type of like extreme mm. situation, mm-hmm. like maybe that is another like kind of. Your body chemistry just kind of goes gaga for this person because, like, oh, they rescued me, I rescued them. It's true. Mm-hmm. We imprint on each other. The adrenaline is high, like speed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great example. Yeah. So. You end up in love. It's just how it works. They're just going to fall in love. Yeah. yeah. Poor guy. But then they have to, like, maybe vacation back to the spot of the trauma, like, 
every anniversary Ooh. to like reignite the flame because otherwise in the real world they're like what <laughs> we don't actually connect at all you need to spread a frostbite or i'm not going to sleep with you ever again do you think they're trying to do the thing where they kind of take away his like the manly tra- notice i'm doing partial mm-hmm. air quotes here mm-hmm. like the manly trait of like we're gonna go and like get to the bottom of this and they're passing that trade on to her just to kind of balance the scales of like capability for the two characters yeah, I think there's something pretty... I mean, I'm not sure what they're going to do or what their plan is. I could read a lot into it if I wanted to, I mean, but... That's what uh, here. Yeah. The surface level is that she is pushy. They're trying to make her, like, the opinionated woman. You know, she's the one that approaches him. Yeah. Oh, I think we have the same problem. Yeah. Whereas normally a man would be the problem solver. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does she do that... Oh, questions. That was the thing that I thought about when he says to her, Oh, that explains the questions. I feel like when you're a woman who asks a lot of questions, people don't like it. Oh, really? <laughs> it makes you, yeah, it's like, oh, you're difficult. Huh, Why don't you yeah. just like say yes or do what I'm saying? Why do you keep asking questions? I ask a lot of questions in my real life, and my friends who love me will be like, oh, I don't know. You always ask the best questions. Uh, people yeah. who are threatened by the question asking, usually boys, are like, Oh, jeez, I don't know. I was there, okay? I'm like, <laughs> give me the riot act. I'm not trying to interrogate you. I just am a curious person. I like, so. <laughs> you have like a Eddie Murphy, like white guy voice, but it's just like for other guys. Like, this, is, this is what boys sound like. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, so then leading into her saying, I'm not going to die because you're too scared to take a risk. Yeah. Right. Which, which is all great, but... They make her injured. They make she her the bum leg. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so they're giving her this, like, these other traits that are really cool, but then it's like, why mm. Why are you giving her the leg injury? Well, this is my... This why is, my... is she, she going to have to, like, lean on... Because that's the foil aspect of this. He doesn't have yes. the thrust to go mm-hmm. and to take them out of the safety zone of, like, stay here and wait for a rescue or whatever. She's got that, but she doesn't have the, th- the physical it's thrust strength. to go and do it. So they need each other to kind of be like Bert and earning each other down the... Yeah. I don't know why that... <laughs> you know, the like, classic girl... Just both having her hands up their asses walking down the hill. Um, so, like, when he, when we see the scene of, like, him carrying her, like, pulling her on a shred, sled, mm-hmm. it's just going to be her, like, with whips, like, mushing him, like... <laughs> We gotta get down that mountain. She's uh, already emasculating him with her knowledge. She's like dropping the three minute, three weeks, three hours, three. Oh yeah. Rule, which we I've never heard. Ticking time. Three hours without shelter. I didn't know that was part yeah, of well, it. Yeah, it was three weeks <laughs> without. I've never heard that one. Three weeks without food. Mm-hmm. Three days without water, and then. What's supposed th- to be three minutes without air. I mean, those are the rules of oh, human survival. So I've parents. never heard three hours without shelter, but maybe in a snowy climate. Yeah, like if you're not getting warm. It's the rule of three. Yeah, it is the rule. It's the rule of three cubed. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got a ticking clock on this, which is another reason to get them out of the like let's just chill here kind of mode. Right. Well, I want to jump back to the beginning scene uh-huh. of them stuck in the airport. Mm. Can you home alone it? Oh, here we go. At the airport, this scene is the exact same scene (laughs) of Kevin's Uh. mom trapped in the airport. And guess who's there? John Candy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, 
I overheard what you said. <laughs> we have the same problem. Polka, polka, polka. You're right. So is that what's is that what's going on? We got like a reversal of roles here. Yeah. Griselda also has a really nice camel-colored wool coat, just like Kevin's mom. Oh yeah, yeah, perfect. Catherine O'Hara is really wearing almost the same coat. Is there going to be a? (laughs) This is all a reference. Wow, (laughs) that's what they. That's that's what this movie is. Like someone watched Home Alone and was like. What if the movie was just us just falling the airport scene? <laughs> John Candy's <laughs> character in the polka band. I like that. There is a uh, a question on all of our minds about what happens to the pilot when they're flying, and then all of a sudden he's dead and, or sleeping. And, or yeah, he fell asleep. He was tired. Where would the dog come from later? Uh, was he yes. the pilot's dog? A lot of questions. Was he in the front seat all the time? Did the dog mm. burst out of the pilot like an alien? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what killed him. Ooh, is it a wild dog that they've just tamed? If it's so, a dog that, like, instinctively that they... knows they need help? Yeah, it's like one of those St. Bernard's with the little barrel under its neck. <laughs> so we all notice, I think on the second viewing of this trailer, mm-hmm. that there is a dog that's just following them around. Right. There's no explanation. There's no, like, scene of telling us how they got this dog. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can't hide the fact that there's this a random dog here when you're, you're setting up the premise of, like, we're really high up this mountain... There's no one around. What are we going to do? There's, there's a dog around. I, I Where guess. did that dog come from? Mm-hmm. Go fall. He has to have owners, right? It, yeah, is that the idea? Is like maybe since there's a dog there, they're going to run into somebody else? or Maybe they find another plane crash, and that's the mm. thing that motivates Idris to get off his ass and try to get off the mountain. Okay. <laughs> maybe okay. when they find someone else dead and their yeah. dog they're like, eating oh. the carcass, they're like, oh, <laughs> we should get the fuck <laughs> off this mountain. <laughs> You were right the whole time. <laughs> I like that idea of the dog just following them around like a vulture and just waiting for them to like fall and then eat their face. There's usually some kind of cannibalism or mm-hmm. right. somebody's got to eat somebody or something undesirable. I like cannibalism as a theme. I think it's really interesting, like in literature and in cinema. You ever thought about taking a little bite, <laughs> seeing, what, seeing what all the fuss is about? I've never been in a life or death situation, but mm-hmm. if I were, uh, yes. I mean, so we reviewed Geostorm with Andrew, and he very much of the... Small faction of individuals who would decide to kill themselves yeah. before... Like, oh, really? Before yeah. eating another human being? Or anything. Before even, like, dealing oh, that's with right. It. He wasn't even going to go look for his family. He was going to... No, gonna, like, <laughs> no he's, like, he's using it as an excuse. To <laughs> I was like, really, Butcher? Yeah. But <laughs> the world's the coming to the end. Uh, I don't want to deal with this shit. No, actually, the world's going to be fine. No, no, I got, I got the flare gun in my hand. It's already cocked. <laughs> and so that... Raises the question, yeah. you're trapped on a mountain. Uh-huh. You have the ticking time bomb. You can't eat food. You can't eat your Snickers bars anymore. You can't have your lemonade. <laughs> There's no cozy bed to sleep in. Mm-hmm. What do you do? There's no hope. Do you press on? Even if you do make it, what will you be when you get on the bottom of that mountain? Do you take a big bite out of Idris Silva? This is the castaway question. What He's yeah. changed. I mean, he he's comes changed. home. He's changed. I think they'll be changed. Obviously, the, uh, well, we don't know, but obviously the relationships back home will have changed. The mm. husband maybe finds someone else. The I wedding is definitely not going to happen because she's not I've coming home. for 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> the Baltimore surgery, he's oh, dead. Oh, that guy's dead. That guy's yeah. dead. Yeah, I'm calling him now. Yeah. The dog's is his. The, the surgery guy's. 
<laughs> He's like looking for the surgeon, like that's his dog's purpose. Well, here's yeah. a question. Where is this mountain range? Are they supposed to be in the Rockies? Because they're on their way to, he's on his way to Baltimore. Yeah. But we don't know where so they it are. It might be Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a Rocky seems like a reasonable guess. Reasonable guess. They yeah. seem daunting enough. Are they vast enough that you would be totally like without other flights going overhead or like so that was a I don't think that so. was a plot point that the trailer dropped the pilot went no flight. off its route on it off its flight plan mm-hmm. for some reason and so when they crashed no one knew where they were okay but if they were to have a signal fire going are they in a place centrally yeah. located enough that planes are still flying over no no one flies over here because <laughs> Very scary. <laughs> I heard it's haunted. It's a haunted mountain. It's Witch Mountain. It's Witch Mountain. We got escape from that shit. Uh, I mean, here's the here's what's the what's that word where it's like um, you know like in Star Wars and there's the they shoot it in the hole and it blows up and that has a name. Like, I don't know. Like, like a, that sort of thing. Isn't it like a bone? Patella. Achilles heel or something. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. 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 So here's. Go ahead, I'll let you start that one over. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the Achilles heel of this movie that we're all thinking about. Mm-hmm. Here's the here's the biggest plot hole that we're all going to be wondering during this film. It's not about the dog. It's not about the pilot. Okay. Why? Where, how big is... It's not about... <laughs> <laughs> it's not about that. Okay. It's not about why are... We're going to find out. Anyway. Why are planes not flying around? Okay. Look at all these plot holes I'm already mentioning. There's going to be a lot of them. (laughs) The big one is, why don't they just slide down that mountain? Oh, just do it slide style? You're on top of a mountain. Yeah. That's the easiest thing. We're really high up on a mountain. Okay, then slide down it. Slide it. Use the airplane wing. And you just <laughs> exactly. And you just, just Indiana Jones. It. You just like yeah. Uh, do a little Calvin Hobbs, and you go down the put the dog on there. Well, wait a minute. Now that you mention that, there's definitely a scene where she's walking. Yeah, I was gonna say the scene where she falls into the pond. Well, or that's the, uh, that too. Okay. Yeah. So that's weird. Did that happen after, before or after she hurt her leg? Well, she got better. How long oh, did she get better? <laughs> well, I mean, he's a doctor. He's a surgeon. Okay. <laughs> he did. Through. Is there a surgery scene? Mm. And he's, oh, he's using like that's cool tree that branches cool. and yeah, like yeah, whatever's yeah. around. He's he like does a rock. go and cut some tree branches. We oh. don't know if he's using them for fire. He, he built he's a wicker the... leg for her. <laughs> Just uh, a wicker man. Well, well, <laughs> let's get to the ice thing you mentioned. Yeah, this is like an often used trope in all types of movies, TV shows, and everything. Someone falls through the uh, ice. Ah, uh, yes. The now, as far as I know, this, like, you're dead when that happens. You're dead. Yeah. Because what happens is you go on the ice, it's freezing. Even if you had enough gumption to, like, swim back up, mm-hmm. guess what? You've been Swept. pushed away from the water, so you can't find that same hole uh, you went through. Mm. The people swim back up to surface, but now they're in a different spot, mm. and they can't break through the ice. Mm. That's terrifying. It's a horrible way to die. And so, in this trailer, we see her fall in the water, mm-hmm. giving up. She done. She's just like <laughs> slowly falling down the water. Then we get a scene of uh, Elba looking around, going, "Hey, where'd you where'd you <laughs> go?" <laughs> It's 
too late. Yeah, she she's dead. dead. Mm. If you didn't see it happen and you didn't like run right after and jump in there, like it's it's over. Also, he's gonna weigh too much to like run out onto the right. ice. He's gonna fall through the ice. Yeah, they're just both dead. Yeah. Maybe that's where they find the dog. Maybe the dog was <laughs> the dog pulls him out. The dog was dead the whole time. This leads me to my issue, my question, my, mm-hmm. my applicant for the Movie Babies ban list. Yes. <laughs> We're not going to die here. Not today. <laughs> Do they say those words? They say those words. And those words are said far too frequently. In any <laughs> instance where someone's about to die, they refute the fact that they're in a deadly situation and they say the words, not going to die here. Mm. Not today. Mm. I motion that this gets banned from all movies from here on out, because I'm tired of hearing it. Do you know of the Movie <laughs> Baby ban list? Um, no. So basically, it's a list of cliches we have found in trailers that mm-hmm. we are sick and tired of. Mm-hmm. So for example, I don't even know what that means. Done. <laughs> Let me start at the beginning. Yeah, get it out of here. That's what she said. Oh. Is that one of them? That was from Triple X. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. We can't have these anymore, Hollywood. Running rampant. You go on the list. You are shamed. Yeah. We're not going to die here, not today. Yeah. We're not. You've heard that enough times, uh, yes, right? Yes. It's, uh, even if someone said that to you, you'd be like, Fud. come on. <laughs> You're like, don't remind me. Yeah. You don't know when I'm going to die. Yeah. Mm. I don't need those as my inspirational words to get out of this situation. I'm happy to just take the bullet rather than hear this trite fucking shit. If someone said that to you, Sean, you're mm-hmm. not going to die here. Not today. Oh, so tomorrow? Yeah, like, put a time span on this <laughs> thing. You just said we have, like, three days without water. Mm-hmm. We're on day two. We're going to die here. So we're going to die here, not today. Yeah, you're right. We're going to die tomorrow. <laughs> Doesn't make me feel any better. Yeah, I vote Yes. Yes. Definitely. Also, yes, it is banned. <laughs> yeah, sorry, not gonna die here today. You just died today. <laughs> cool, I'm glad we got to add something else to that. We did it. <laughs> I feel like really accomplishing something. What's um, the tagline of this movie? Something about a stranger? Uh, Wait, is this <laughs> that the tagline? Yeah, it's something like. Stranger What if things. you had to trust a stranger? Oh, what Something if, really lame like that. Huh? What if your life ah, defen- depended on a stranger? Depended on a stranger. Mm-hmm. It, they don't seem like they have enough, like, if that's your, like, if that's how you're going to sell the movie, it sounds like, oh, these people are, like, they are untrustworthy. They, they can't, like, there's mysterious elements, like, they're out for blood or whatever like they kind of want to it's like most dangerous game or whatever mm. like they're not on each other's sides they clearly are on each other's sides that is that is a great point the selling point of this trailer mm-hmm. is that they're strangers they mm-hmm. don't know each other how are they going to get along and like trust each other mm-hmm. he's a doctor yeah, he seems like very trustworthy he's a journalist <laughs> is it that she is racist. <laughs> she did protest pretty heavily when she asked <laughs> if they were together. Not him. Uh, what I wonder is, was this character black in the novel? I think we have to get oh, at that. Yes. Because what might be going on, and what I think goes on a lot in American cinema, mm-hmm. is that uh, characters of different races are brought together in some kind of a buddy action, buddy crime, buddy comedy. The idea being that then we feel better about race relations. 
having we'll, witnessed this like uh-huh, coming together, exactly. black mama, white mama. Kind yeah, of situation. having seen like Danny Glover likes that Mel Crazy Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I'm he must be all Everything's right. Fine. So is that really the underlying what they mean by stranger? Is just that. One's okay. black and one's white. Let's let's, let's What's rephrase the, the tagline. Yeah. Oh, race relations. racism. Yeah. Um, Cultural difference. What if yeah. your life depended on a black man? A black man. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what they're trying to say. That's what, that was the original <laughs> tagline. Mm-hmm. And again, we gotta clean yeah. that up. Yeah. Ooh, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> but oh, this trailer is making me feel icky he's now. He's British. <laughs> oh, so no, it's okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's of the upper echelon. <laughs> Maybe that's what they meant by stranger. Yeah. Oh, he's British. I'm American. Yeah. Mm. It'll never work. I, I mean, I like what you're onto here. That that is Hollywood's like little trick of being like. Hey, we're all the same when the lights go out, you know, kind of. Right. Which on some level we are. I mean, like idealistically, but yeah, like given the scenario of the other day and everything, it's just like, fuck, man. Like, Is it enough? Do we need to keep seeing this representation of like something Hollywoodistic, like some type of crazy action thing or something outside of like a day-to-day experience that brings people together rather than just like people coming together out of some desire to like be accepting and like I don't know this it always seems so like convoluted right well and I think um, I mean this is something I mentioned earlier we used to talk a lot about film is truth about the trope of the white woman and the black man buddy comedy and that happens a lot now that now that I'm saying it you'll notice Mm -hmm. if you haven't already um and we talk about how we could how we could address it for funsies and like top 10 lists and it never really it was always too nuanced an idea Mm -hmm. I came up with very cleverly (laughs) girl I got your back (laughs) <laughs> top ten movies where a black man and a white woman are friends or something like What's, that. What's uh? Can you give us some samples? Yeah, can you rattle some off? Kiss the girls, the long kiss good night. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh shit! Uh, Sean, yeah. Hmm. Movie babies. Oh damn! Are we living <laughs> that? Is Sean a white We're, woman? Sean's very feminine. From time to time, what is this saying about race relations? Is this is this what happens when I put a uh, my life in the hands of a black man. <laughs> How can you trust a stranger? Mm. And by stranger, I mean black person mm. to podcast with. <laughs> How am I not going to sound racist every time I open my mouth? What are you going to do when he <laughs> drops the N-word? Look pretty nervous and look at the guest for <laughs> sympathy. Approval? No approval. <laughs> when do you fist bump him? Never. <laughs> So I think the question about changing, because Devin, you mentioned it's based on a novel, which I didn't know. Yes. Um, and I've seen that happen before in movies like uh, Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman is not, that character Red is not a black guy in the story. Okay. He's, a re- like he's white. Well, His hair yeah. is red. That's okay. why he's red. And yeah. even in Elba's previous movie, The Dark Tower, apparently he, yeah. his character is not supposed to be a black character, mm-hmm. but they, they gave him this role. Well, and yeah, and then on some level that's just because people are recognizing Idris Elba and being mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy's fucking great. Yeah. Let's put him in something. Doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, like Denzel Washington playing the prince in Much Ado About Nothing. Sure. That mm-hmm. was great. But also it changes the subtext of the film. Right. So So is it Hollywood's it way of trying to be like, hey, don't look at the color of this person's skin. This is a actor, actress, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. this is a role. 
or is it them trying to put some extra like spice on there like oh we don't really have like much of a chemistry thing happening here but with this like will they won't they based on like oh didon they're so like what's gonna happen between <laughs> them like the they're from different backgrounds like this is jungle fever like that's probably not something I need to say. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a look. <laughs> Disapproving. Should I say jungle fever? Probably not. <laughs> um. uh, but yeah, I mean, it adds another element to the uh, already titillating romance survival story mm-hmm. that we have going on. Mm-hmm. I want to ask this before we read this trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do they end up together? Does she leave her husband? Does she run away with this black man? <laughs> black man. Maybe, I think the twist has to be her husband's also black, right? Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that would be interesting. And that's the reveals the whole time. She's like, you're racist. And she's like, no, I just don't like doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go marry Don Cheadle, but like, I don't, I don't fuck with surgeons. I don't believe you people. <laughs> I think they have sex to survive. <laughs> yeah, get, as we talked get about. Get through something, and then probably we're going to see a scene, like, at the airport where they, or wherever they end up after they're rescued or escape, God willing, where they meet their other people. Do and you, then sort of go their own ways, but, like, give each other a meaningful look. Hmm. That's my prediction. Does she tell her husband, her soon-to-be husband? No. No. What happens on the mountain stage? That, Different hairy codes, man. All right, is that right? I need a judgment. Like, maybe is it morally, morally code here? Maybe the mountain between us is in reference to the elephant in the room of that situation. It's like, this, what we see in the trailer is literally that long in the movie. And then <laughs> her coming home to her husband and being like, do I tell my husband that yeah. I slept with this... That's the rest of the movie. ...man, mm-hmm. what do I say? And it's just her, like, kind of nervously biting fingernails the whole 90 minutes. I would watch that. <laughs> And by wants that, I mean I would do it. You would 1.5 it? <laughs> Does it feel like a fair time to rate this trailer? Let's rate this trailer. Yeah, all right. Renata, we've got a system that you may or may not be familiar with. I am familiar. You told me earlier that you haven't been to the, out to the theater lately and that you may have missed this ad. Yeah, I know the ad, but okay. I, I don't know these lines in the ad. Okay. If you're into this trailer, if it's like everything your dreams have ever wanted about being like... Stuck mm-hmm. on a mountain with mm-hmm. either Kate Winslet or Idris Elba, because I don't know, maybe you're into whatever you're into. You would say, a like a lot. Mm-hmm. So you cool if I scream, like a lot. If this trailer was like, yeah, I would love to be stuck on a mountain with Kate Winslet, but not Idris Elba, because I'm a racist, yeah. like you would say, <laughs> in space with zombies. In space. In space with zombies. You're kind of setting this up. <laughs> I feel like I can't rate this trailer in the middle now. Yeah. If you are like, I just want to be on the mountain with that dog and neither of these people <laughs> and I want to like definitely put the flare gun in my mouth and pull the trigger, <laughs> then you would say, I love robots. I love robots. I'm going to go ahead and say like a lot. Cool. You yeah. love it. I do. I really like it. I like the pacing. I like that piano in the beginning. Mm, <laughs> I like the, the tense. Ostinato. Yeah, yeah, the tense thriller, the, the way that uh, the music builds. Like I said, I really like survival stuff. I'm excited about the potential for cannibalism. Um, I love that that's where your head is going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really read that from this trail at all, but I like that you're pretty I know it's about not it. going to go there, but I'm like, come on. Take a really, bite out of each other. Really banking on the disaster, the romance disaster part. <laughs> yeah, I just want it all to break down. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for maybe this to be a stepping stone for Idris to get 
more and better roles, like James Bond. Yep. Yay! Awesome. Or and Doctor Who. Ooh. Oh, is he up for that? Or is that? I don't know. He's no. British. But that would be cool. So you don't really have much issue with this being kind of like, ah, this is like so tired in the survival. I know these beats of this movie. It's kind of a satisfactory, like comfort food kind of. Yeah, thing. Yeah, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I really love the Black Panther trailer. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I didn't even watch it before I listened to you guys talk about it, and then I was like, man, I gotta watch this trailer. Okay. We and did it. <laughs> we sold you on watching you, the trailer. You really did. Well, and now I'm like. Yeah, Black Panther. We should get on Marvel's bankroll. Yeah. The cliches in this trailer speak to the things that I like in film, even if they're cheesy. You know? It's like, I both love and hate The Edge for those same reasons. I think it's a terrible piece of crap, but I will watch it and laugh out loud all day long. I'm I'm excited to see what what happens with this. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? I don't care if the trailer is cliche. Have you watched the (laughs) YouTube supercut of The Edge? How many times they say... Anthony Hopkins motherfucker his no. name is oh, like, no. like they yell his name and they, it's just like uh, it's like worse than the Lost Boys Michael one it's really good I'll have to send it to you oh, yes. okay also I love that you put food in your mouth while you were having sorry that. no it's it's. I've done it I it's do it all the time it's a yeah <laughs> see this one it's a nice breath for all the listening audience <laughs> I'm in agreement with you a cliche doesn't necessarily mean a negative like it can it be it can mm-hmm. be comforting it can be even functional in the plot and outline of the story and thrusting it forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. Unfortunately, it's not really enticing me enough to give it that like a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm done with the airplane class crashes. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I have to see <laughs> someone panicked in an airplane in one more trailer... Where the sound gets mm-hmm. sucked out mm-hmm. and... We're putting that on the ban list. We're going to put a C on the ban list. Thanks to the Tom Cruise mummy one, I'm like, anytime I'm seeing this shit, I'm bugging out. That's what I I first thought of, just Mm -hmm. that Tom Cruise uh, scream. (laughs) Guess what? Can't be beat now. We've topped it. Yeah, that's... It can't be beat. Another way to look at it. Give up. I like Kate Winslet. I like Elba. So I'm really excited about the characters. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's just about the drama between them and how they work together. But as we mentioned earlier, I don't know what the conflict between them is. Because they both seem like good people. Yeah. And yeah, maybe they differ on like what they're going to do. But I need a little more thrust in wanting me to see it. And as you were mentioning, like maybe there will be some sort of scene where they're going to have to get dark. Yeah. They're going to have to like look at each other's arm. Like they're going to... Whoa, what's going to happen? Oh, and then I'm excited because I, I thought about it. Yeah, that cannibalism is the, is the in space with zombies element. Exactly. Where yeah. does that dog go at the end of the they movie? Eat that oh, yeah, they might have dog. to eat that dog. They're going to eat that motherfucking dog. <laughs> and um, that's going to be... That's going to be the scene of them. They're going to have to kill that dog and eat it. Mm. And they're gonna. that's going to be dark. Okay, I like that. They don't give you any hints of this in this trailer. Right. Mm. The only hint we get is someone sliding down a mountain. Ah, ah, I'm just like, yeah, just keep doing that. You'll make it. 
<laughs> or do the willow. <laughs> and the scene of them falling in the ice, which is just another, like, mm. no, no. Mm-hmm. You're dead already. The yeah. movie's over. Roll the credits. Do you think so. it's one of those movies where they play out all their death scenarios as if they're happening, but it's just kind of all in their mind, and they're just sitting at base camp the whole time that being like, if be we do this, so we're dead lame. this way. If we do this, we're dead this way. I feel like this movie, to really interest me, needs some sort of twist. Okay, what about mm. this? I'm also in space with zombies on this one, and what would maybe make it all the more fun for me is if Kate Winslet is not getting married. Mm-hmm. Kate Winslet mm. is maybe a journalist, but maybe she's just bad. Maybe she's just a bad guy. Whoa. She's just yeah. a bad seed. She kind of wants to fuck some shit up. And she got this white woman fantasy of... Like, just being all over Idris Elba on a mountainside. Mm-hmm. And she goes up to him in the airport, and she's like, oh, we missed our flight or whatever. Uh, I sure wouldn't want to have to marry you. So she approaches him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And, and she's kind of, like, playing it off, like, oh, chase me. No, but come, but don't. Ah. And when they get in the plane, she fucking banes it, and she crushes this plane. <laughs> And does it on purpose. She like gets the 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 pilot while he's sleeping or something like yeah, that. She puts sleeping pills in yes. his drink. Yes, exactly. And then crash lands and makes it look like she's got a hurt leg and everything. Damn's on distress. She's just living out this like Harlequin romance novel fantasy in her head. And poor Idris Silva is like, oh fuck, I got. What, what am I gonna do? Like like you know, she thinks that he's this like rugged heartthrob mountain man dude but he's just kind of like a basic dude like yeah. he's just like a you or i in this situation like he's not gonna no, I mean, go out of his way he's not a you and i <laughs> as just... much as we might wish yeah. and so like the whole thing just plays out like her kind of like manipulating this situation she's fine she's good she doesn't really fall through the ice like she's just kind of like baiting him in all these ways and making him be like more of yeah, a manly she, man she tied a rope to a, tr- a tree branch yeah, while yeah, she yeah. went down it's like a just like a hay body like scarecrow so we kind of got like, like a, obsessed but on a mountain yeah exactly we kind of got an ingrid goes west scenario mm-hmm. here where maybe she's stalking this guy here's my here's my twist she's not a journalist she's like a young adult like tween writer she's a novelist yeah okay. she's a novelist and this is her mm-hmm. next story she's like She's like, ah, I, I don't have any motivation on what to write. Mm-hmm. So she makes this event happen, and she's just, like, scribbling notes to make it, like, <laughs> really sexy and, like, fun. And so the the mountain between them, or this, the, the what if your life was in a hand of a stranger element, is mm-hmm. really Idris is the victim, and it's this crazy white woman who's, like, manipulating these situa- the situation. I would love that. Yeah. Mm. There you go. There's your movie. There's your end, Space with Zombies. <laughs> That's your twist. Holy smokes. What's the mountain between us, would you say? Hmm. I mean, if it's your theory, then the mountain between us three is one of us is a liar. Ooh. <laughs> one of us. One of us didn't really like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> one of us is not telling the truth. <laughs> it's Clue. What if the mountain's not between them? What if it's the mountain between them and their significant others back home? Oh. And they have to get out of the or now over the mountain. Now you're making sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's less fun when you Sorry. nail it on the nose Sorry. like that. <laughs> uh, all right, well, now that the code is cracked, um, I'm sated. <laughs> Let's call it a day for the mountain between us. Let's yes. call it the day that we're not going to die. Not today. Not today. But never again. <laughs> yeah. And that was the mountain between us. Mm-hmm.
Once every year, our ancestors come back to our world. Please have a safe journey. To see family <laughs> and friends. But no living person has ever visited their world. Until now. Intro battle. I'm in love with the Coco. Bought it on the low low. <laughs> that just had to be done. Yeah. You got one? Check. <laughs> well, I was going to save it, but I feel like it's the question on everyone's mind, so mm. we should just get put to it. Put it in the intro? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just put it in the intro, because we watched Cars 3 trailer. Mm-hmm. We watched a Moji movie trailer. Mm-hmm. And every question we always have, Sean, is... Mm-hmm. How do they fuck in this world? <laughs> <laughs> how do they? How do they make sweet love? With damn bones. The dead. Yeah. Um, it's it's dry and raw. I know that much. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's done, you know, passionately and with kind of a joie de vie um, that only the underworld can provide. You know. Bet you it's dark. Yeah. Off. Very creepy. Do you mean dark? Yeah. Do you mean dark like creepy or just yeah, like it's dark? It's very dark. There's a lot of choking involved. Um, they just turn off the lights. Yeah. Exactly. Renata, you got you got any uh, flavor for this intro? I don't really know. Not an intro. You want to spice this? No, I don't really. Yeah. No cocaine podcast. related puns that you want to drop on this one? No, I'm just wondering who the fuck Coco is. Is that Coco? That's his name's Miguel. His name's Miguel. Cluster. Who's Coco? Who is Coco? Because the he's watching this guitar player, mm-hmm. right? In the old movies, who may be his uncle, his, his father, uncle, his grandfather, well, in his family. Ernesto okay. is his name. Uh-huh. Is, oh, so, so he's, he's not, not Coco. He's not Coco unless that's his nickname, and we don't know it. Right? Maybe they're just talking about Coco. Beware the WWF wrestler <laughs> who had a parrot on yeah. his shoulder, and the parrot's dead. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, is Coco the dog? That seems like a dog he name, called right? called him Dante. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, because, of course, oh, gotta, yes. you got to reference it. If you're going to do a Dante's Inferno, you got to have a nice. Virgil or yeah. a Dante. Well, we also have Orpheus Who working with the, the guitar. Mm-hmm. Cool. Going to the underworld. Maybe he just has, like, a nice, perfect cup of cocoa. Maybe he's got a cocaine habit, and that's why he enters this zone, is it's just, like, this coke-fueled, like... Mm-hmm. Just, Maybe, yeah. He's, like, oh, got his no. VHS deck out, and he's just, like, <laughs> totally, like, fucked on blow. He's just playing guitar until, like, he goes into Oz. We don't know. We're going to have to find out. It is yeah. Pixar. It's Pixar. Cool. It's music-ish, but is it a musical? Unclear. We don't know. Because they really hype up. It's the power of music. That transitions you into from the living to the dead. Right. Yeah, don't I know it every fucking day of my life. <laughs> One foot in the grave, thanks to that goddamn guitar. Uh, <laughs> the We watched two trailers, yes. or we watched a trailer and a teaser. Mm-hmm. The trailer, which seemed more like a teaser to me, m- a little more fun-loving, like mm-hmm. it's definitely like we get some jokes in there, mm-hmm. there's like reverse Nightmare Before Christmas, him and his dog being like, oh, what's this, what's this kind of thing. <laughs> but the te- what was the teaser, the more serious-toned one, where they're like trying to get you by the heartstrings, that one fucking got me. Yeah. I'm like into Ooh. that. Like, yeah, all they in. have with the with the from music. the beginning with like him just like watching the old videos and you're really not sure what his relationship is to this character you're seeing on the screen, but there's an emulation going on. There's very much an appreciation and just like I'm learning from this thing. Right, was like 
just perfect for me. Like, I love the, that. That could have gone on forever. Right. The the teaser reminds me of what Pixar does best. Yeah. And it's always those kind of short montage type things. No one's talking. You, like, you, yeah. Right. right. You see it in Up. Mm-hmm. You see it in um, kind of Toy Story 2. Kind of, yeah, those moments that are the quiet. The, the characters' faces and actions are telling the scene. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's he's watching this old tape of his hero and it's a very romantic story so he's like kind of icky kind of grossed out by the kissing and stuff the like that yeah, yeah. yeah oh is this a kissing story yeah but the teaser shows you like what he's interested in is the music and mm-hmm. he's trying to emulate his hero here his uh and he's getting all these words of wisdom because that character's kind of monologuing throughout and just dropping right. these little like kind of life advice kind of tidbits and yeah. stuff that are, you assume is going to govern his path the, or whatever i don't play the guitar with my hand <laughs> I, I play the guitar with my heart he's the gunslinger yeah so that really like i was into that and i think whatever the kind of the sillier jokes or things that didn't quite land for me in the other trailer, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to be right. pretty pumped about this. And I like the idea of, like, kind of being taught or mentored from beyond the grave kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that seems fun. Because that was the thing. If you just watch that first trailer, I feel like it's missing that, what's the Pixar element? What's the Pixar element? Right. It just hmm. seems... So we what we recently figured out was we were all kind of like, oh, wasn't didn't this kind of, like... Um, Day of the Dead type celebration film with this visual aesthetic just come out and yeah it came out last year or the year before the Book of Life which is what that apology song is from that I have to teach all my students because they love it so much I never saw the movie but it definitely has the like, the sugar skull kind of like right. mm-hmm. aesthetic and everything and so it's like yeah it's, I feel like I just saw this movie mm-hmm. illusionist prestige syndrome but then <laughs> in the second trailer for this I was like oh okay this is where they're going to go beyond just having that as, like, the backdrop and, like, the exploitive mm. element and, like, really have some substance here. It's beautiful. Those first shots of the underworld, let's call it. I don't really know mm-hmm. what was happening here, but it's gorgeous. You uh, see, like, the city and it's all, like... Yeah, it's all lit up lit and up. sort of elevated. They're um, walking through a bunch of Dorito nachos. <laughs> Rose petals that look like fire. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, you see the dog kind of rolling <laughs> in, like, the leaves mm-hmm. that it's covered in, and they kind of glow mm-hmm. with this aura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure there's going to be some kind of symbolic element attached to those, like, whatever that is, those leaves that he's rolling mm-hmm. around in, the golden stuff. The teaser, I agree is better, is, like, more heartfelt mm. and, and got me more. What frustrates me about Disney and Pixar... Here we go. Yeah. ...being diverse, mm-hmm. or trying to embrace diversity, which I support, is that it never is really diverse diversity. It's always homogeneous diversity. Like, okay. let's go to Mexico. Yeah. In a town where there's only Mexicans. Mm-hmm. And we'll learn about an important cultural uh, piece of that, you know, like, learn about Dia de la Muerte and Catholicism, and there is this, you know, it's beautiful, and it appeals to me as a Mm Mexican-American, but I also feel like, but that's not my experience. Okay, right. And who are these movies being consumed by? American children, mostly, by and large. So it's like Disney is trying all the time to teach ideas, Mm. but they don't really represent the world that we live in. Uh, Like, I want a princess, I want a Dominican princess who lives in New York City in 1985, and her name is Jenny. You know what I mean? Like, I just want it to be, like, life. Because I feel like kids need more images of different people getting along and doing stuff, as opposed to just being like, Moana lives in a Polynesian village. 
from 200 years ago. Let's not talk about what happened to Polynesia after right. that. Let's just do a pretty package <laughs> of a culture so we can deliver it to white kids mm -hmm. and be like, look, a thing that you're not supposed to dress up as for Halloween. Yeah, but you can have this doll. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. It's confusing, and I don't know that it's um, really accomplishing what they want, or maybe it is, in that they just want to sell money in movie or make money in some movies. We're Wait, selling money <laughs> here. Buy our money. That's a really awesome point. The diversity being not diverse at all. It's just kind of this exploitive, broad stroke version of, right. of kind of cultural, uh, not appropriation, but like just drawing this kind of circle around. Look, oh, look at this. And now we'll jump to Australian movie, and now we'll jump to Scottish movie, yeah. and like right in a perfect world, those wouldn't be a problem because like Day of the Dead is an awesome setting mm -hmm. for totally. a movie. Totally, but when it's the only one representing like mm -hmm. the side of it, that's when it's problematic. I'm intrigued, and I'm also immediately put off. Do you think the Miguel character will have enough? Americanism kind of balance of like modern kid everyman-ness to his character that he'll be able to walk through this kind of more antiquated like distilled cultural like uh, representation with enough of kind of what you were talking about of like mm -hmm. a little bit of this more realistic to your experience kind right. of mentality that it'll feel kind of like that's the combo. It's still a fish out of water story because that is how this is going to work mm -hmm. of like if it was a black kid going to regular underworld or like like what <laughs> heaven to like go to anywhere, it would just be kind of this. Uh -huh. We need this the mythology of it to like right. have a connectivity to why we believe these things in the first place or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. It seems like maybe there's some potential there for the kid to kind of have this like nostalgia for a time, but also be of now. And, mm -hmm. I no, know. I mean, definitely Miguel seems like a modern kid. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming this is Mexico City. I don't know. San Miguel de Allende. Somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he looks like, he looks a lot like any old kid, any old American kid, too. So it's obviously set in modern times. And yeah, and I definitely appreciate that this is, this is just a hero's journey, right? Like, this is just the package. It doesn't, and, and the ideas are the more important aspect. We mentioned Orpheus. I think there are definitely some obvious mythological elements in the story. Uh, which is really cool and really powerful. I mean, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I got tingles, too. I'm like, oh, my God, we're all connected. My ancestors, <laughs> yes. But I also feel like, but here I go to Mexico where I've only been once, and uh -huh. I don't know anything about this, and this isn't my experience at all. And I don't know. It's just complicated. So who better <laughs> to solve it than the movie baby? The movie baby. Let's talk race. Um, <laughs> it's a holiday I don't know anything about. Here we go. Uh, can I augment the more important conversation with the details of like it's it's got a lot of Beetlejuice going on? Yes, that's what I was oh, thinking. Beetlejuice. My notes, my, my notes say Beetlejuice, kinda, and I was gonna write bureaucracy, but I couldn't spell it. Oh, that's yeah. You're in the same my boat too. I couldn't even spell Beetlejuice. Um, I got a Kubo and the two strings sort of vibe, okay. sort of with the music, but also I got. Spirit Away vibe. Mm. Okay. And a little too much if you think about yeah. that movie where it's mm. kid character gets thrown into this world of spirits mm. and like the dead and of magic. And they even have that bridge scene of her walking across the bridge uh. and the spirits going by. Mm. And the first scene you see in this is like 
him walking across a bridge of the dead. Right. And yeah. It's like, that's a straight up ripoff. Ripoff. Yeah. Do you think it's accurate, good representation of modern now, or a little bit of a low blow joke to have this transition between real life and afterworld being modeled after like a border crossing? I think it's, yeah. The location was weird. <laughs> the the oh, like, yeah. do you have anything to declare? Oh yeah, we have this human child kind of joke. Right. It's like okay, low hanging fruit. Yeah. I, I, I could see why that's like go to mm-hmm. humor for this kind of situation. But like, okay, this is a real, real, real thing. Mm-hmm. Is it that funny? Like, is that worth your time? Well, and the problem is the trailer doesn't show us any other locations. Right. It's only this deportation train like, station train station of, yeah. and it's like wh- what about all the colorful stuff we saw hmm. on that bridge when hmm. you're looking at the we're city out there why yeah. are we stuck in this one place mm-hmm. it seems like maybe they're holding on to some visual stuff for another trailer maybe yeah, because big reveal with all his interest in this character from this movie like Mm -hmm. we never then saw that character in the world so so maybe when we get deeper into it we'll get some more stuff right we still don't know who he is to miguel and we might end at the first act here with like what we actually see of him just crossing the initial threshold but he does encounter his grandparents and things like that like that's Mm -hmm. what he needs it sounds mm -hmm. like that's maybe who cheech Mm -hmm. marin is voicing is like his grandfather or maybe great-grandfather yeah yeah okay that's something we can talk about too you noted the voice actors yeah there's a great cast of uh mexican and mexican-american voice actors like (laughs) edward james almost Mm -hmm. and who else did i say is in there uh benjamin bratt is voicing somebody is he asian is he actually mexican um, Nobody knows. <laughs> he doesn't even know. He's the Lou Diamond Phillips of this movie. Um, <laughs> Was there an Iglesias in there? <laughs> Cheech Marin and some other great people, so that's cool. Yeah, I think those jokes, uh, they are low-hanging fruit, and I think it depends on how they're handled within... I mean, like, we don't know from the trailer. Right. Exactly. We know that was kind of like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this joke. <laughs> and I think, kind of like with Zootopia... Um, you see, like, the, it's not okay for you to call bunnies cute. It's only okay for other bunnies oh, to call bunnies cute. Oh, I missed cute. that joke. Interesting. That's, like, like mm-hmm. a, you know, they drove in this little race thing there, and it was, like, in the trailer. Um, and they handled it really well. I mean, overall, obviously, like, the movie is fantastic and I very like poignant, overall, I thought. Yeah. So, like, we'll just have to see. But yeah. in that moment, yeah, I'm also a little bit, like, cringy. To be fair, they did throw in the, <gasps> Voice uh, sound, <laughs> like a sound yeah, bit. The stock a surprise from the iTunes. So I think, uh, yeah. So I think the audience is supposed to be met with. Like, We're shocked. Shock of yeah, that joke. Yeah. This is a little racy. Is it? <laughs> is it also sucky that there can't be a prominent culture displayed in a movie where, in our modern brains, don't double down on like, all right, mm. prove me that I'm not suspicious of like that you guys are going to do something like extremely racially insensitive with this Mm. like as far as we understand it this is mexican-american creative department behind this like the director and Mm -hmm. most of the cast and everything and Mm -hmm. and and are we so hollywoodized that we don't even trust them to tell their own stories (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah a little bit (laughs) because that for some reason is the selling point is like if we whiteify it or like make it make our culture funny to Americans, like, kind of poke at the differences a little bit and not 
maybe like celebrate them first, but kind of like look for the jokes of it. It's mm-hmm. not servicing the celebration. It's kind of just being like, look at this little inroad we gave Whitey to like <laughs> our beliefs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's all it's all super problematic, and it has the potential to be really great too. Yeah, I think that's that's really what's going on with this trailer. It's like. I feel elated mm-hmm. and excited, and then I'm like, but... Kind of like with Black Panther. I mean, same. Yeah. I'm, like, stoked about the trailer. I'm really stoked about the movie. I kind of don't trust that that story is going to be... is going to do it all justice. I'm well, afraid. the question we need to ask is, do we trust Pixar? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run down some Pixar films. track record. Yeah. yeah. So, Pixar, this will be the 19th Pixar film. Wow. Oh, okay. We have The Toy Stories, Bugs Life, Monster Inks, Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Ratatouille, WALL-E, Up, Brave, Inside Out, The Good Dinosaur. The Good Dinosaur? Yeah, that remember? It's, the, it's like yeah. a... That's one, is that the yeah. Ozarks Dinosaur one you were just talking about? Uh-huh. They, okay. Good Dinosaur is just weird... They try to make like a, yeah, like a Western... It's like, what do dinosaur kids like? They like Westerns, of course. Okay, that you were just talking about. I, this not on my radar at all. It's tough, I think, with kids stuff because you're trying to give kids a comprehensive idea of the world, and that is involves diverse characters. Mm. But mm. I mean, you can kind of tell right away. <laughs> like, I feel like we should have, you know, just looking at the images of the Book of Life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm curious how that portrays it versus how it compares. Yeah, and versus this. Pixar one, because that's usually how it is. It's like, if it's not Pixar, it's a little more, the other ones are a little more obvious about it, I mm-hmm. guess, in terms of, like, they're just trying to cash in. Wait, yeah. so Moana's not Pixar? That's just Disney? That's a Disney. Even though that's Disney. it's Disney Pixar. Well, so now they're basically the same, because the head of Pixar uh-huh. runs Disney now. Uh-huh. And so, basically, the teams mix and so match a lot. is Disney Pixar, technically. Yeah, so that's why we kind of got a better quality of Disney films in the last couple of years. Mm. And then remind me again, because I ask this every time we review an animated movie. So, it's Disney Pixar and the other animated... DreamWorks. Super, uh, DreamWorks. Okay, DreamWorks. got it. That's Spielberg's. Uh, what, what do you feel about Pixar's other outings? Do you have a favorite? Um, I really love WALL-E. I feel like WALL-E is my all-time and mm-hmm. always will be. I also I really love Brave. You did um, like Brave. Yeah, I really liked Brave. Brave so was Brave. a bait and switch for me. I that was not the movie I thought it was going to be. Really? No. Like when the, when it's like when it was the teaser and everything of her just like riding on the horseback and shooting arrows mm-hmm. and it was just going to be this kind of swashbuckling swashbuckling adventure. <laughs> I was like fucking in. Uh-huh. And then as soon as it became oh we turned into bears, I was like ah, <laughs> what? Brave went through a lot in the development mm-hmm. so I think at one point it was going to be like one of those things and then mm-hmm. the story changed a bit mm-hmm. but that does bring up a good point because Brave does the same thing that this one's doing of like right. introducing you to a culture mm-hmm. how, well, and how did you feel Brave did then? I mean I'm not Scottish I don't know anything about <laughs> Scottish ancestry <laughs> so that, the people, thing about cares? no that's not what I mean I mean I loved it I love a Scottish accent I love Braveheart right. but what I mean is we love is, Rowdy Rowdy Piper <laughs> I'm not <laughs> Is he Scottish? I'm not um, in a position to say because I don't know anything about Scottish ancestry. So I couldn't be like, no, that's incorrect. Yeah, we need yeah, to talk yeah. to somebody who is a historian. Right. I st- uh-huh. Similarly, I feel like I can't speak to Coco and its authenticity mm-hmm. because I'm not that Mexican. 
mm. you know, and I think that's kind of the thing that is. But that one, but you got more alerts though because there's more of a connection for you with Coco, right? Sure, but again, like when Sean was like, "Well, how's it going to be? How's the representation going to be? Is it going to be accurate?" Because we've got this great. I, fuck if I know, because yeah. I don't know. I really don't know anything about Dila de la Muerte mm. or I don't know All Souls Day or yeah. All Saints Day. Like I'm nominally Catholic. It's all it all. It's, <laughs> I have the same base knowledge as other people, and it's 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 interesting because. I don't know. I mean, I'll be, like, eating it up. Like, yeah, yeah this sounds great. Mystical. Is this, would you say <laughs> maybe, <laughs> is, is it a little bit, like, I mean, are we trying to social justice wear this a little too much? And it just becomes more of an instance of, like, in movies shot in L.A. where you're like, well, that bridge isn't there. And that street's not right next <laughs> right. to that street. Maybe. It's like, we're being way too critical of, like, just this yes. setting that they're trying to use yes. to tell them this story. And the setting might not be the at most important. accurate of the way everyone's experienced it. Mm-hmm. It's maybe broad enough to let you have your own footing in that world right. and inoffensive enough to be like, this is where we are. Right. But let's not oversell you on anything. I, I mean, it, it's, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I think that's yeah, it, open minded. It, it might be a little more tricky, though, when like come Halloween time and you have kids yeah, and yeah, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Do you have skeleton? Do you guys have strong opinions about the the? There's been kind of like backlash against that um, representation being used around those holidays by non-Mexican people. Like, have have you encountered people being like, "Hey, don't do that," and like. I've had people ask me what I think pointedly because I'm the only Mexican they know. Uh, yeah. um, so, which is makes me more uncomfortable you... than what I actually think. Okay, that's, that's fine. We, <laughs> is we're here button? We can. We're hearing that. Yeah, we don't but have to. what do you think? <laughs> no, I don't we're mean not, I don't mean that okay? directed at you. Um, <laughs> I think that like. I don't think sugar skulls are offensive. I mean, to me anyway. Is I that don't... really the name of them too? Yeah, that's what they're made out of. I don't know. That's fun. I just never heard that name before. It should be a breakfast cereal. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think like dressing as a mariachi band is necessarily offensive. If like say you're actually musicians and Mm -hmm. you want to like you're like with a group of friends and you want to be able to be like that da 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 da. Mm -hmm. Like if you're doing something in the spirit of cultural appreciation, cool. But if you're planning to like run around all night being like. Like blackface or tan face is never cool. I wonder. Unless. <laughs> what? I don't know. I was, well, I, I was wonder, trying to trap you. Thought you. That's where she was going. I wonder <laughs> is the inverse uh, not okay? Because I've one. I've thought about being Wednesday Adams in the mm-hmm. past for Halloween, which mm-hmm. I think with you know, like people tell me when they look at my face, they're like, "Oh, Christina Ricci," and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Why?" But I could do this. And is that acceptable for and you me mean to kind like of pale your yeah to pale myself to up with a wig and then be Wednesday Adams, or is that going to be wildly offensive to someone? Yeah, on I don't the know. Are side? you going to be shouting white? Girl slang the whole time. <laughs> I'll be saying whatever. I'm getting white girl drunk. <laughs> whatever Wednesday says. Uh, um, yeah, that's an interesting thing. And and then is it just unnecessary to go here for movie babies? But we're doing Probably. it. We're there. We're going. Um, <laughs> is it because marginalized cultures versus dominant? fucking kick their legs out, sprawl their arms. Cultures mm-hmm. like there's not a disparity there. So when you dress as the oppressor it's not historically like riddled with these my ancestry has done something to your ancestry heinous mm-hmm. therefore it's not reliving that in a way like by going by costuming up that way i don't I know i guess but i would i would be uncomfortable i mean like the reason i don't do it mm-hmm. <laughs> year after year is that it mm-hmm. makes me uncomfortable yeah. and i wouldn't really 
want to deal with any kind of strange confrontation I might have with some crazy person on the street if it's Halloween in Bellingham. Yeah, and someone just wants to, like, alt-right you about some shit. Or like, whatever. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? But I think that your point is a good one in that perhaps we are overthinking it. My mom often says, you think too much. Which I'm like, what? But, <laughs> but mom, what about this? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's true that, one, Pixar, what I love about it, everybody has a different favorite. There are so many Pixar movies I don't like or I haven't seen. They just don't appeal to me. But mm. it's like somebody else's top Pixar movie mm. they've ever seen. Right. And the ones that I love mean nothing to them. And I think there is something to be said about the backdrop just being a vehicle to tell really human stories. And that's what I love about Wally. That's typically mm. what it is, yeah. Right. It's just about... It's a love story. Yeah. It's just about love mm. and like, you know, being with another person. Mm-hmm. And then there's this backdrop of environmental... Bullshit. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. cars is just about fucking. <laughs> As cars, it should be. Cars. Have we have we hit our quota on well, like serious topics yet? Or? Uh, I mean, we haven't like, solved she anything. Say we something. Haven't... She would say something funny. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have? Well, I did just say a sex joke. Yeah. As what's your favorite Pixar? What's that? What's your favorite Pixar? See, I'm one of those people where I think it depends on the day. Wally is my favorite. The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Like that first Toy Story even mm-hmm. will rank top for me. Is Up one of them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That might have been the one for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Up has a weird ending. Where Does all it? Of, well, I love Up up until the third act where it just goes bonkers and uh, we have... It becomes a crazy we have action. Like, we have dogs and dog fighting like planes. Yeah, and it's like, that's right. I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it goes yeah. off the rails. Mm-hmm. But that one does have the most emotional, like, beginning. That yeah, whole that first story. Yeah. Mm. Of, like, the grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. is just, like, gets me every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like that that old curmudgeon man is, like, kind of the hero of the story. But you get his supervillain origin story, like, right off the bat. So your sympathy is with him even when he's being his worst. Right, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I don't know, maybe that applies to me more because I'm always like, oh, I'm such a shithead. But, like, if you knew why, you'd be, like, you'd, be, you'd entertain it more. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Clock I'm not, thickens. like, a massive animation fan as I was when I was a kid and I was, like, more into drawing and, like, oh, maybe I'll be an animator. Then mm. I kind of, like, it dropped off and I, mm-hmm. I don't really go dip back into them. But I always forget that when I do, I'm welcomed by, like, a great emotional moving story because they just end up honing it to, like, the finest tuned storytelling arc that like live action movies tend to just kind of throw by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it's because they're so storyboarded and they're so scripted and there's such a like That's there's true. formulas that they're working within but they don't seem formulaic necessarily. Mm-hmm. They do a good job of trying to break the formula and re-break the story to like have it go that one way that it you haven't seen it do before. Mm-hmm. I like the Pixar writing team. I mean all of them I think do a great job of getting their characters into crappy situations with like coincidence and convenience, but then not necessarily taking the easy way out every time, mm-hmm. which makes for great conflict. Miguel, let's Miguel. see what you got. How does it end? How does this movie end? <laughs> so I was thinking about that during the trailer. Yeah. They are harping so much on this music aspect, mm-hmm. but we, we're not really seeing... I'm curious how that that's going to come into play at the end, right? But he's like, gotta he's gotta go do some guitar battle or something like. Maybe he has yeah. to bring Ernesto's guitar to him. Maybe he's gotta find Ernesto in the land of the dead and bring the guitar back. You know what's interesting is you don't necessarily have his whatever bait he's following for this movie. Mm-hmm. Like typically it's like oh I gotta get home or whatever. Right. It doesn't seem like that's really where his head is at. 
he's t- he's like taken aback by the situation, but he also seems intrigued. And it does seem like because yeah. he has this dead hero there somewhere, it's like, well, if that's what he wanted on Earth was to connect to this character, now he's got a direct pathway to that character. So what's going to happen? Is that character an asshole and like mm. shuns him or whatever? It wasn't all he mm-hmm. was meant to be. Is it about hero worship? Is it about family versus whatever I don't know like yeah cause yeah we didn't really see a villain in this one either yeah There's no not, like they didn't hint at like but whatever you do don't talk to Mr. Boogaloo yeah don't talk to Hitler <laughs> yeah. he's here <laughs> why is Hitler here oh he's dead <laughs> he just marches all around wherever he wants to go um yeah that's true if there's skeletal Nazis that these that it's, these characters do battle with. What's the what's the character? It's is exciting. it is it GI Joe or He Man? Where it's like Skull Skull Man? Oh, Skeletor. Skeletor. Yeah. He Man's nemesis. Yeah. yeah. So maybe Skeletor makes Skeletor an lives down there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you think this movie turns into something like that? Where maybe, it's like villain of the. Maybe you guys nailed it at the beginning, and you're like, it's just a bureaucracy movie. They're stuck in this, <laughs> like, they're stuck in this office, and they're being detained. And mm. it's like, what's the point of your? What's the? What's yeah. the purpose of your visit, sir? It's like, like oh, a. I don't know. I'm fucking dead. I guess. It's like an up in the air where they're stuck, or catch me if you can. Mm-hmm. You're stuck in the airport the whole time. Like every time I try it's to go to Canada, and they immigration. fucking pull me in and ask me a gajillion questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, what do you think happens at the end? Yeah. How, how do they solve this movie? I think What's the conflict? The conflict <laughs> is just given the pieces of the puzzle that we have, it's something about him having to... See, there's some like solitude of his, like, what I like to do is just sit and watch these movies and play my guitar and like maybe not interact with the world or whatever. There's some kind of like dreamer's imagination mm-hmm. guy's curse mm-hmm. of like being too fixated on this idealized notion maybe it's this character maybe it's aspiring to become you know a great guitar player or whatever but he needs to just be learn how to be like a good dog owner or like appreciate his like (laughs) mean crappy grandparents who are like so if it's if 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 the actual holiday is about the dead coming back to visit Mm -hmm. their ancestors and like that all seems like a good deal but like to do it the other way is to maybe like he's gonna get trapped down there if he stays there too long like could be that kind of this is what this is what i hope happens <laughs> i don't want any of that like oh it's a metaphor for this or mm-hmm. really it's about accepting yourself whatever okay <laughs> i just want him to throw the greatest party you've ever seen uh-huh like, these people are dead, uh-huh. and they're in a freaking train station. They're going through deportation stuff. They're mm-hmm. doing paperwork. The first scene, you see, like, this janitor character. It's like, who's going through the stuff? It's like, dude, you're dead. You don't have, you have to, to be clean a, up here. You don't have to be a janitor anymore. <laughs> Just have a little bit of fun. And so this guy's like, I'm going to throw the greatest Day of the Dead bash you've ever seen. Day of the Living. Day of the Living, <laughs> we'll call it. And he has his guitar, and this the the conflict is he just has to play the perfect song at the end okay. to get this party started. It's yeah. like, what's that? Sean, you uh, helped me. I just did a wedding. I was the DJ, never done it before. Yeah. And the question was, what's that first song you play? To get the people on the dance floor, let them know there's about to be a party. Party in the USA. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the one I played was 
Prince. Mm -hmm. Let's get crazy. Yeah, let's get let's crazy. crazy. Yeah, because it has like the little. You have the little. He's kind of talking to you, yeah. and he's mm -hmm. like the dearly beloved part. Yeah. Like, hey, everybody! It's very wedding centric. It's me, yes. Prince. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Let me let you do the monologue. How does that go again? Are you guys? Are you guys ready to party? Are you ready to party now? Because Prince is here, and I'm ready to sing my song. Put your dancing shoes on. Make sure they're tied. All right. One, two. We're gonna start. One, two, three, four. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much it. Okay, we're gonna start. <laughs> I love it when Prince says that. He turns around, he's like, "All right, revolution. We're gonna start." <laughs> Wait, have we not started? No, we'll start when I say we start. It's like a James Brown sort of situation. Uh, so yeah, just 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 a, just just a big a party, good time. I like Sounds it. Fun. Let's not get political. Mm -hmm. no. I'm sick of politics. You want to see Word. a movie like House Party? But set yeah. in the underworld. Ooh, that sounds really fun. <laughs> and it's like, just, they're just like waiting till the parents come home to be like, this fucking mess you guys made of the underworld. It's a little bit house party, it's a little bit Beetlejuice, it's a little mm. bit house arrest. It's a little weekend at Bernie's. Like when he goes to the mm. dead world, his live body is still in the reality. Uh, it's, it's interacting like in this somnambulous state. <laughs> yeah. It's doing everything that he's doing, but it just looks like it's dead. Mm -hmm. Well, we've gotten socially conscious. We've talked about the merits of the Pixar formulas, <laughs> and we've even gotten some cocaine humor. Do we now rate this trailer? Yes. The answer is yes. Okay. okay. C. Ah. We did better. it. We did it. We fixed it. Yeah. Um, Renata, I would love to hear your opinion oh, about Coco. Gosh, Coco. And about if we should have sugar faces. <laughs> Sugar faces. <laughs> I always have a sugar face, and it's what we call you behind your back. Actually, <laughs> that's, okay. that's, that's really good to know. That's more positive than I would have thought. Um, I'm gonna go with in space with zombies. All right, um, safe bet. Yeah, it is a safe bet, and I felt <laughs> I feel safe making it, and kind of lame, but at the same time, I'm not totally bowled over. They're grabbing me by the heartstrings, but I'm building a wall around my heart and being suspicious. You're building a I'm wall. A little bit Interesting suspicious. choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> building a wall, she says. Okay. Well, it's not an unsafe thing to do. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. I'm going to join you on that train in space with zombies, or should I say in the afterworld with sugar skull skeletons. <laughs> there we go. Because I, w I also, like the teaser trailer, second one we watched was the one for me that really got me. And then mm -hmm. when we watched the actual trailer, I was like, this is cut with enough things I've seen, as you guys, meant, as you guys had mentioned, from other movies. And a little less like the panache of a, of a Pixar home run than I would have expected. And then coming off of the tales of the Book of Life film just kind of coming out, I was like, well, wh okay, how, how are we going to one-up this? So mm -hmm. I, I want to see a little bit more. I want to know where this icon man in mariachi white is, how he's going to play out when he's actually, when we, when we go behind the curtain and meet the wizard. Like, mm -hmm. what's his deal? Mm -hmm. Is it racist to want a... <laughs> just want that sit for a little bit. Is it racist? Ellipsis. <laughs> Do you want a luchador Mexican wrestling match at some point in the film? Yeah. Like, that's the finale? I think you're going to get one. Yeah. I think I can almost guarantee I that really will want that. either be a bit joke or, mm -hmm. like, a huge set piece or a bullfighting moment or... No, not bullfighting. No? 
Well, you're gonna That's get it. That's too racist. You're gonna get it because it's like, <laughs> this is how they operate, right? Like, this is how yes. Hollywood, excuse me, let me yes. be specific. This they. is how Hollywood operates. <laughs> not Mexican people. That's not what I meant by that. <laughs> they, they, you They're always celebrating all their the goddamn animal cruelty. <laughs> um, I just want this to be less of a music movie and more of a wrestling movie. Okay. Well, you know, all great wrestlers come out to great music. Maybe that's his destiny, mm-hmm. is that he has to, like, find his hero and then play him to the ring. Yeah, mm. he has to compose that Degeneration X song. I'm with the two of you. Yeah? Can't think for yourself, eh? Everybody's middle-ringing it. <laughs> the teaser, Sean, I'm in agreement, like, like a lot mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. that alone. That's intriguing. There's some heart. You're not getting a lot of the plot, but you're getting kind of like the emotional element of the characters mm-hmm. sold. Mm-hmm. The trailer, on the other hand, too similar to Spirited Away. Too much vibes of Kubo and the Two Strings, which everyone should go see because that movie is very fantastic. Very good. Is that an action movie? Like, yes. Per, mm-hmm. Mostly. There's like mm-hmm. uh, there's like there's some, there's a music element. There's kind of like a quest element. Mm-hmm. There's like kind of like a D and D. Gather your party. We gotta get the thing element. There's like some cool villains. Okay, cool. I, I, really cool. I would definitely recommend that movie. It's going really fast. And uh, they make it in the little claymation. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They it's do not like computer animation. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, it's, I would Google like stop motion. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, would, I would Google those YouTube video of them putting the scenes together. Hmm. It's outstanding. Oh, I have seen some of the time lapse stuff of yeah. them like animating the monkey character with the sword. Is that mm-hmm. yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, that well, looks he awesome. Does like little origami too, which must yeah. have been like so painstaking. And is there like a big beetle armor guy? Yes, is it mm-hmm. Beetleborg? Mm-hmm. Sean Foster's movie. It's okay. really good. You cool. might have seen it. Sounds great. <laughs> um, so it's too similar to this stuff. You've seen it, yeah. And the, and we're not the, we're not getting a lot of fun locations. We're not getting the hint of what the arc of this. Story's going to be besides, like, family. It's about family. It's like, eh, all right. Yeah, so is Fast mm-hmm. and the Furious, but, like, <laughs> is it really? <laughs> and so, yes. yeah, I, I think middle of the road for me in Pixar I trust, mm-hmm. but I need a little more in terms of the trailer getting me pumped about this one. And this is not us being skeptical of Mexican culture. It's us being skeptical of representation of Mexican culture. Hollywood's treatment of Mexican culture. Yeah. I think if they added another song, if they gave us a little more music in the trailer, then yeah. I might be more I Love Robots. Because I can't tell about the musical element quite like, yet. Like, what song were you thinking? What's that uh, Justin Bieber one? Desperado? No. <laughs> What's it called? It's called the Des... And there's like a YouTube uh-huh. clip of him like drunk off his ass, uh-huh. like trying to do the lyrics of the song and he doesn't know it and he's just like Beaver, no way. That's not true. Well the original Spanish language version is is cute. It's hot. Sexy video. Sexy video. Sexy video. Alright. Make that one. There you go. With that with with sexy videos in mind, <laughs> I think we just explicated yeah. Coco. So maybe Coco is Justin Bieber. Yeah. Mm. 
Coco was the ape that did sign language, right? Yeah, but that's K O K O. The one that the nipple grabber or a nipple. Oh yeah, Coco Love Nipple. Uh-huh. I forgot that that's one of my favorite trailers of all time. <laughs> okay, we'll shout link, out to Patton. Yeah, we'll link that trailer. <laughs> Coco uh, bad trailer. <laughs> all right, that was Coco. Anything to declare? Uh, as a matter of fact, yes. And that's the episode! Thank you to our celebrity guest, Renata. <laughs> well, you're gonna just circumvent the whole, like, giving her a proper last name recognition? I just wanted to prove that I knew her name and that I could say it oh, okay. at least once. Gotcha. Got a website. Yeah, a website. We have an updated website. Oh, yeah? What have you done to it? I put some new fancy links on it. We also started a new kind of online exclusive called Saturday Morning Reviews. What the hell is that? It's basically how, remember how we always tried to talk about movie reviews? Yeah, have the College Years episodes where yeah. we actually just go see a movie and talk about it? Yeah, well now there's a more proper place for it. It's a video, mm-hmm. so if you want to see our ugly faces, it's kind of us talking about the movie during our morning routine. Come have breakfast with us and we'll talk about stuff we've watched. Um, and what free porn site can I find that on? <laughs> it's on www.moviebabies.com. Oh, okay. It's on our YouTube. The first one I did was of Dave Made a Maze, and guess what? What? Kind of talk trash a little bit about them. Oh, you did? Well, I was like, I didn't like this about the movie. I didn't like this about oh, the movie. Oh, it's your kind of whiny kitty pants <laughs> bitch session about the yeah. flicks. Okay. And so it, that was the majority of the mo- the video, mm. even though overall I liked that movie and you should go see it. Um, you wanted to nitpick. But I wanted to nitpick. That's yeah. what I'm good at. Yeah. So what like makes my heart happy is like bringing down others like hard work and... Like determination, <laughs> and, but like we're friends on Twitter now. Who you and I? No, me and Dave made a maze. The movie. You're friends with the movie. I'm friends with the movie. You're following the movie, is what you're saying. No, we're following each other because we like each other. Hmm. All right. And Dave made a maze doesn't care if sometimes I don't like how they end the film. I don't think Dave made a maze is ever going to retweet you or. Comment on any of well, your... Dave Made a Maze likes my stuff. Okay. He hasn't retweeted my when stuff. When you're talking about Dave Made a Maze. Yeah. That's not true friendship. Oh, you're right. That's like when I hang out with my friends and all they want to do is talk about themselves and I have to just sit and endure like this like positivity session of like, yeah, you're doing great, man. Like, fucking... Okay, enough. Like, that's what's going on there. That's so a one-sided relationship. Devin didn't make a friend? No. Dave... Played your ass. That's what happened. Oh no, Dave made a slave. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, well, <laughs> if you want the movie babies to be your own personal slaves, you can tell us what to review. You can comment at us. What we'll, we'll be your little whipping boys. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> to be. Racist? That was just, uh, that's just a term. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, l- yeah, like, review, uh, suggest ways in which we can redeem our souls. And... Sean. Yeah? When you don't have time to watch a two-minute trailer... Phone is ringing. Oh, my God. And that's the movie, babies. Movie babies.